Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I could get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. After having children, your attitude to work can change. If the hours are inflexible, it can become stressful. And you may wonder if it's worth all the effort and missing your children in the process. The time spent with your baby might lead you to think more deeply about why you do what you do. Prue Gilbert from Grace Papers says understanding your why is one of the most important things when it comes to work, particularly after we have children. Prue, welcome to Kindling Conversation. Thank you for having me. What is your why when it comes to work? Oh, my why is quite big and broad, and it really is to empower working parents um, to navigate parental leave and their return to work as an element of it. But my bigger why is actually to drive gender equality. Oh, wow. That's, that's deep. <laughs> so it's quiet. And, you know, I guess with that vision and that why, you have to continually unpack it and break it down to figure out, well, what's the, the key focus of that? Did you, um, did you find your why before you started Grace Papers or was it in the process of starting your business that you understood what it meant to you? I found my why um, much earlier than that. You know, I studied law, um, have always had a passion for social justice, have given, been given the opportunity, I guess, to experience inequality in the workplace. <laughs> what a positive <laughs> spin on that. <laughs> Which probably enlightened me in many ways. Uh, but then I also had the opportunity to use my understanding of gender inequality in a different role within um, the organisation when I was general counsel for a publicly listed company and really drove the gender equality strategy and could feel my connection to that purpose um, building and growing. And so when we started Grace Papers, um, you know, it was very different initially to where it is now um, and it was much more then around the diversity strategy and compliance piece because that was my key skill set um, and as we delved deeper and deeper into that we found that the interventionist opportunity was supporting working parents um, and in particular new parents because that's when women hit the maternal wall um, uh, but also for men and women, that's when they revert to the traditional stereotypes of mother carer and father breadwinner. And okay, that's this... the stereotype. So we delve off into a different story, but yes. Yeah, I was going to say that's a whole other interview, but let's get back to your why and finding mm. your why seem to be a, a kind of a process. Mm. I hate to use the word, but like a journey. It is a journey. So you, you started in incremental ways mm. and then found um, your calling, I guess, mm. in Grace Papers and helping the parents that you help today. What if you're sitting at home with your child mm. and you're thinking, yeah, I'm not so sure what my why is anymore. How do you start exploring that or trying to find it? We have actually unpacked that for people. And in fact, free plug, but um, <laughs> go for it. There's a, a free tool on the Grace Papers website. So you can actually go through and start to do your professional vision for free. And it really does take you on a journey to reflect on 
your values, um, your achievements, what you love the most, and the work that engages and inspires you, the way that you, I guess, like to be valued. You know, we all need to be valued in the workplace. How does that actually work, um, you know, in the context of the work that you're doing? And what does flexibility look like as well? You know, how do you actually integrate work as a part of your life building on that connection to purpose and what we find is where that connection to purpose is is big enough it will support you to navigate all of the other different hurdles that pop up along the way so if you love it enough you'll work your way around the other tricky bits yeah yeah you're listening to kindling conversation i'm speaking with prue gilbert from grace papers and we're talking about finding your why or why it's important to have a why. <laughs> it's such, it's a very convoluted sentence, but what we're really talking about is really your drive to work, isn't it? It's, it is. It's the question you might ask yourself, um, why am I leaving my child at daycare, or which is a great place for them to be, but we can often find it hard to leave them. Um, why am I leaving them to go here? Or it might be you're at work and hating it and your life is so full. You're like, I don't have time to hate my work. I want to love it. Can your why be, though, purely about earning money? So some people just say, I just, I just want a job to earn money. I don't need to love it. I don't need to have a really strong drive or satisfaction from it. I just need to pay the bills. And I think that's where we distinguish between having a career and a job. You know, and yes, absolutely. I mean, I think most of us go to work for financial reward. We have grown-up responsibilities where we have to feed, clothe and house little people in our lives as well as ourselves. So absolutely not to take away from the financial gain. However, what we find is that when that connection to purpose is goes beyond just the financial reward, it's there are a couple of things. One you derive more from your work, which delivers greater happiness and satisfaction and engagement with your career. And that actually often makes it easier to do a drop-off and leave your child. But it's also about the role modelling then that plays into that. You know, I believe that we all have the right to find careers that nurture our gifts and talents and abilities. And when we find those opportunities from a career perspective, then we contribute more to the world in whatever way that may well be. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, working for the UN and um, solving for world peace. It's I, I don't think it needs to be around that. Um, you just you you actually perform better though. As you well, do don't perform you? better when you love what you do or like what you do or can see a pathway to where you ultimately want to be working. And you know, I think that's a question I got asked today was around what if I do just want to go back to work and work in a job that is below the one that I left um, when I went on parental leave. And my advice was work through your professional vision. Find out where the barriers are to this. You know, maybe it is an impossible scenario to go back to the work you were doing because of the logistical arrangements at home. That's a perfectly legitimate reason. 
what tends to happen is women can give up on their dreams for their potential. Um, and we live in a society where women's potential, um, particularly when it comes to leadership in our society, of which we advocate for, there should be 50-50, you know, particularly around women's and men's voices contributing to the most important decisions that affect all of our lives. Um, don't discount yourself before or your dream before you've, un- you've unpacked exactly what the barriers are. Then make an informed decision, but still allow yourself to dream around that connection to purpose because we can all have different career cycles. And maybe your step backwards, um, you know, if that's the way you're looking at it, is actually a strategic step backwards and you're developing an additional skill set with less responsibility that suits you where you are at the moment. But it's part of a pathway towards, you know, your bigger purpose and your why. What about if you are really passionate about what you do and you love that work that you do, but the place where you're working is not accommodating your new lifestyle with a family? Mm. What do you do then? We strongly advocate for people to speak up. And speak up in a way that demonstrates that you understand your responsibilities as well as your um, your rights, but advocate for change using, as we say, grace, you know. And grace really implies that we, or, you know, for us, we talk about grace as meaning an understanding of your gifts, talents and abilities um, and being advoca- able to communicate them in a way that, again, is gracious and understanding of the broader picture and use your understanding of this new space as a way to take that other person on the journey or to take your workplace on the journey. You know, social change doesn't happen without every single one of us um, thinking about what our opportunities are to change the hearts and minds of another human being once we become aware of new scenarios And, you know, that's exactly what we try to help people do is to empower them with, you know, the awareness of the situation, um, awareness of their own professional vision and their talents and abilities so that they can communicate that and then transform um, the limiting beliefs that others might have around them or about what can and can't be done and grow together. What a great place to end the interview. (laughs) Prue, thank you so much for coming in. That's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Prue Gilbert from Grace Papers, and we'll put a link up to their website on ours. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.